0: Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker.
1: Hello, everybody. As you can probably tell through the audio quality here on this Wednesday afternoon, I'm coming from a car as uh, I was touring Commonwealth Stadium that tour ended around 3 o'clock, obviously. That tour took place at Kamala Stadium in Lexington, Kentucky. And the studio is in Louisville. So I rushed out of there as soon as I could. As soon as the tour concluded, I tried to leave a little bit early, but I didn't know where I was going. Uh, there was construction stuff going on everywhere. I probably would end up getting hurt. So I thought, you know what? It's best for me to wait till the tour is over. I was thinking about uh, the vacation movie, uh, Vegas Vacation. You don't want to leave the tour group. Nothing good happens when you do that. So this should just be the first segment where I'm in the car. And then, because you know, it's a a little over an hour to get from Lexington back to Louisville. So hopefully it'll just be this first segment. Uh, But throughout the duration of this show, we've got plenty to talk about, including some basketball from last night, some basketball preview for today. Uh, There's a big soccer match tonight. We'll talk about all that stuff later on in the show. But I imagine the first hour, or the, the first good chunk of the show, we're going to talk about that stadium tour that I took today with a handful of other media members. Uh, UK obviously spent a decent amount of moolah on renovation, so I'll update you on how things look. There's been a big concern about whether or not it will be ready by opening day, which is September 5th, and I will let you know what I think about that. Uh, but before we get to that, Joined by Trevor.
0: Trevor, how are you? I'm a little upset. I didn't get invited on the tour this morning. It was open to media. I was. I was it wasn't brought to my attention. Is it because I'm not Kentucky media? I don't. I, I don't get I don't why. why. Why do you continually, continuous to, to, to not include me in your as your buddy TJ? I mean, you go see movies without me. You don't even invite me. I've yet to get an invitation to Tribute Tuesday, even though I've probably helped you won many a contest. And here you go today. You get to go on a grand tour of, of Commonwealth Stadium, seeing all the new uh, pins and whistles. And I don't, I, and I don't even know about it until I see a very uh, metrosexual picture of you wearing a hard hat on Brett Dawson's Twitter account.
1: I guess I should explain that uh, and just kind of ignore ignore the other stuff that you said. Uh, and, and we don't do Trivia Tuesdays anymore. It's moved to Trivia Thursdays, but we really haven't done it in over a month because we've been so busy. I've been. So busy. I
0: haven't been busy. I've had nothing to do.
1: Well then, you go up to trivia, Trevor. It, it, we don't own the rights to the place that we go tri- to play trivia. You're more than welcome to go there and, and join us. Sheesh!
0: I'm going to hold you to Sheesh. that. Text me the address. But continue your story about your uh, your uh, coming uh, to the public with your hat.
1: There was uh, so I get it. we get to Commonwealth Stadium, and you have to wear a hard hat when you get there, and. And, and I don't think a hard hat would would really save you from any serious uh, medical issues if something were to fall. Yeah, that's what Tommy uh, Boy
0: I, said before he went on tour.
1: But I, but I can understand why uh, why I make you put one on because I, I mean we really were people were, that were working on the stadium construction workers were coming in between the tour groups and uh, several times we just felt like we were on the way. So bad news for the audio quality of this show is traffic on 64 is just a nightmare right now all of a sudden it's backed up i'm not sure why but this uh not promising not good Uh, but at least we're on the air now so i guess that's really all that matters uh but yeah so we get there and and they're passing out hard hats to everybody i was one of the i wasn't the first media member there but i was one of the early arrivals and yeah the one that they have was i I put it on i didn't notice at the time and then I, i take it off and look at it and there's uh, whoever's hard hat it was from this construction worker, and they have initials on the back. Uh, designed his with a nice floral design. Had a nice big flower on the front, and um, so everybody was kind of laughing at it. And UK was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to switch?" I could imagine you'd want to change it out. I went, "No, hell no. Why would I need to change out this flower hard hat? It's it's nice. Uh, nobody's going to judge me because I'm wearing a, a flower hard hat." So. Uh, I kept it for the duration of the tour, and I thought it looked great. It made the experience that much better, Trevor.
0: Well, I'm glad it brought out your inner hippie in
1: you. Yeah, I, I was feeling very mellow. I thought, why not put on the uh, the, the 70s hard hat? But, so the tour itself... It does look like I'll, something I'll catch- you would have
0: found in our studio, along with that powder blue jacket you wear in your uh, podcast picture.
1: Yeah, I should have stole it and brought it back to the studio, and then the next poor young radio host you all traumatized. You could make him wear that too. Uh,
0: just because that you know, it's funny that you have not returned since we made you wear that jacket.
1: No wait, What about the jacket?
0: You have not come back to the studio since we made you wear that jacket.
1: That's not that's not true. But uh, that was you know that's maybe part of the reason why, along with construction, that I'm not uh, jumping at the at the opportunity to come back who knows what you guys are going to make me do next time I go back there
0: uh keep your imagination open cuz you never know
1: but anyway so let me let me kind of give an outline of how the how the tour went when uh, when we started so Russ pair is the man in charge uh, overseeing the construction the renovation everything and i'm sure he's given a ton of these tours over the past few months uh, he's the guy that Mark Stoops will talk to, and Mark Stoops will say, hey, how are we doing? How far along are we? Uh, Soups himself said he doesn't really talk to him all that much, and he doesn't head over to come with to see the progress that much. He he kind of is trusting the process, and we all know how much Mark Stoops loves to say the word process, so that makes sense. So this guy that was giving us the tour today was the head honcho of everything, uh, and I was kind of surprised with how much he knew about the football side of things, Trevor, He was talking about where the players were going to come out, uh, where, when they would come out, what time they would. He knew about the recruiting violations, about when recruits could be where in the stadium and all that. So I was kind of surprised with all the football knowledge he knew of things along, obviously, with construction and, and what needed to be finished and when it needed to be finished. Uh, so, so I'll, I'll kind of give a tour of of what we went through while we were there. But first, let me just, let me just state this. 44 days. Trevor until the opening game. That's when they need to get everything finished and, and to be able to have a football game there. I guess they don't have to have everything finished technically, but that's that's what they're shooting for. They want it to be presentable to the fans. They want it to look as close to a finished product as possible. And if they have to hide a few wires or maybe go over something else and paint over the two-week break between home games, then they'll do that over that two-week break. But they want it to be, and he didn't put a number on it, but I would guess maybe you know ninety five percent finished around that, and all the major things they they hope that are they hope they are all complete by the time the season starts. Uh, seeing everything and walking through that place, and I keep going back and forth, Trevor, on whether forty four days is a long time or not. I mean, forty four days. If you if you look at it in terms of twenty four hours in a day, that is a lot of time. You know, that's plenty of time to. To make things happen but you know so we, you know no
0: no government contract is gonna work 24 day 24 hours in a day they're gonna work six maybe
1: no yeah well they're they're, they're working more than six and they and, and, and Russ payer the guy he keeps saying that they're working 24/7 I don't think I don't think he literally means that because I, I one because of what you said also there's just some things you probably couldn't safely work on in the dark um, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if they are working pretty late into the night at least some of the crews But here's the thing, and I didn't really realize this. I don't know why I didn't, but I probably should have. When you get in that stadium, I don't know, with the exception of maybe some interior here and uh, exterior wall or painting here and there, uh, nothing in Commonwealth Stadium is completely finished at this point. And some of that, obviously, I knew some of that would be the case because you have to finish some of the, uh, the nuts and bolts of things before you can actually call it 100% complete and start the painting and start doing this and start doing that. But there's very little, if anything at all, in that entire stadium that he could present to us and say, okay, and this is it. This is finished. This is how it's going to be. And then this is the, uh, on September 5th, it's going to look the exact same. The only thing that was a complete pro- a completely finished product was the field and the field did look great. Uh, it's a turf field. It's, it, it looked—you could see the heat radiating off of it. Uh, it had the smell of a turf field. If you've been that close to know what that smells like when it bakes in the sun, uh, but it looked fantastic. And, and uh, I'm told that Lexington and UK may try to bid for some state football championships now that they've got a turf field and don't have to worry about the field being ruined having six games in the twenty uh, or thirty-six hour, forty-eight hour span. So uh, the turf looks great and that's the only thing they have finished and it looks awesome. Just out of uh, curiosity that, though, is
0: is the description of your Commonwealth stadium is that a metaphor for the UK football program?
1: I was going to wait till you I was going to see how long it took for you to say something stupid and what we what are we 10 minutes into the show?
0: Almost. Yeah. That's almost an, that might be a new record by the way.
1: Not bad, Trevor. Thank Not you. bad. I I was thinking on the way home on this drive that again is still just bumper to bumper to tra- in traffic. I was thinking about though on this drive, like, and that's just the most UK football thing in the world. That this new, this awesome renovation, and it's going to be up. It's going to look great. It's gonna, it won't be probably the nicest stadium in the SEC, but it'll be up there. And it won't. It's not like visiting fans will go to a game in UK and say, "Wow, that place was a dump." Uh, that won't happen. Fans will go to Kamel Stadium and say, "Oh, okay, that's pretty nice. That's that's right up there with the best of them." Um, but isn't it just out of all the UK football things that can happen? And I see the I see why wow, there's so much traffic. Uh, a, a kind of bad wreck. I think everybody looked like they were okay from what I can see. But now we're now we're back to moving and grooving. Um, but everything that's happened with UK football throughout the course of Kentucky football history. Finally, they put some money into a new stadium. I think it was what 125 million or 150 million, however much it was. And it's not going to be completely finished by game day. It's not going to be completely finished when everything starts. Um, That would be a bummer if that's true. And and I'll talk more about that as the show goes on. So let me kind of give you an idea of what we went through, what I saw, and and some of the things that I was told to me while I was taking the tour. And if you hear some wind, I apologize. Uh, I'm trying to sit up in my car as close. I, I probably look like I'm... 95 years old with how close I'm sitting just to be able to block the wind. Are you still in the rental reason. car? I, no, I'm not. Uh, I've got my windshield fixed. I don't... Uh, I, I am doing hands-free device, so you don't have to worry about that. But I there wasn't. There's something I have to talk into uh, that that makes it... that allows me to have it hands-free, so that's why I'm sitting so close up, is so I can try to get the wind out of it. I'm back in the convertible, um, and I haven't I, I don't know if I, you know, hopefully no, no cops or traffic police are listening, but I haven't gotten my side passenger mirror fixed yet. Uh, I've got, I've got the replacement one. I just haven't installed it. So, uh, I have to have the top down of my car so I don't have a, a very bad blind spot to the right side of my vehicle. I'm probably going to get a text from one of my family members telling me it's not safe to be driving and doing that and that, but it'll be okay. I'll be fine. Uh, it's not an ideal situation. We'll get this taken care of probably tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> but, so that, that's why I'm sitting so far out, just try to keep the wind out of my car. When I have that at the top, I'm lucky enough it's a, a nice enough day where it's not a complete inconvenience. To have don't you have down. air
0: conditioning in your car?
1: I do have air conditioning in my car.
0: Well, then, then you just turn the air on, put all the windows up, close up that car, and stay in the lane and don't switch lanes constantly, and then you don't have to worry about your blind spot.
1: Well, it's really bad, Trevor. I mean, the black—it's—it's it's like if I didn't have a rear view mirror and I or a, a side passenger mirror, and I needed to get over to another lane, and I had my top up, it would—I mean, it, it, there would be a part that I just blatantly couldn't see, and um, there's nothing really I could, could do to, to change that. Uh, this is just the easier easier way to go about it. And like I said, it's a nice enough day, uh, but anyway, back to the tour.
0: It makes you so feel better there, if you do get in a wreck, it'll up. be all be on the record of the radio and live on air. So we'll, we'll know everything that happens. No reason to go find that well, black box buried in a, in a rubble.
1: I'm off. I'm off. you know, I'm off this expressway. I'll, I'll, it's, it's all, it's new Salem from here. Uh, but so we get there, everybody gathers. We kind of get a, a speech of what we're going to see, what to look out for. They, they had a Q and a after the tour, but obviously I, I, I got caught up on what I missed. Um, and that was after the tour, obviously. I had to obviously get home and, and so I could do some radio. Uh, so we kind of get this, this feel of what we're going to be looking at. They give me a hat with a flower on it. We're off to a hot start. Everything's going well. The stadium looks nice. Uh, so we go out on the field and kind of just get a nice 360-degree look of everything. Uh, you, you, you're down on field level. You're where the players will be. And the first thing that jumps out about this view One, the field turf, like I mentioned, looked great. Cowell Stadium, at least from the home side of things, where Kentucky's bench will be and that side of the field and where obviously the press box is over there too, it looks like a completely different stadium. It it looks significantly bigger. It looks like a real SEC stadium. It looks like noise is going to be louder because it's going to be able to bounce off uh, the, the press box and the new suites that are built in there. That side of the stadium uh, looks almost NFL works I mean, it just it looks big, it looks nice, and, and it's everything you'd want out of uh, of these renovations. And it's really kind of the highlight of the of the state of the of the renovations, in my opinion. Um, now, you look at the you look at the you look at the press box, you look at the new suites, and how far they've come, and it almost looks like a building that had a bomb go off in it because. Uh, some of the windows have glass on them. Some of them don't. There's, there's, I, I don't, I guess painting, uh, cloth painting sheets that are blowing in the winds, and it, it kind of lo- almost looks like a war zone. So it doesn't look all that completed. So I can only imagine how good it's going to look when it's actually finished. But that's the first thing that jumps out when you get down to field level. It'll be the first thing that jumps out when you get in that stadium. You'll you'll look at that side and go, whoa, that's uh, that that is much bigger. Where the end of Commonwealth Stadium ended last year or the past, you know, 30, 40 years on the upper level, imagine another seven or eight flights of stairs, and that's how much higher up it goes. So, it, I mean, it, it's significantly bigger, and, it's, uh, and it shows, and it, ultimately I think it's going to look really good when it's finished. And then there is some other other parts of that side of the stadium that, that jump out. There's going to be new club seating and a mezzanine uh, that they will have where the old press box was. So I'm trying. If you're listening to this and you're thinking of Commonwealth Stadium, I want you to kind of get this picture in your head where the old press box was was in between the first and second level at the end of the first level. It was kind of tucked away. It was really the best view, uh, like I said, in, in college football from a press box level. So they've opened that up, and those are club suites. That's where Mitch Barnhart will be sitting, Eli Capaluto, the and some of the biggest donors um, of the K-Fund. That's where they will sit, and uh, those views are fantastic. We got to walk around back there. There's going to be a nice big area. I'm, I know at UK there's no beer sales, Trevor, but they will. If you have a, a, a suite, you can bring you can stock your own bar there, so you can bring in beer there. I imagine that uh, that will be a hopping in place.
0: So if I have a suite, I don't have to sneak the fifth uh, of whiskey in my cargo pocket anymore. Not that I'm really actually have, sneaking it in.
1: You don't have to. Okay, you do Not have now. to. Uh, so there's a big there's a big area where I'm sure they're going to have tables that look out at the parking lot of Conwell Stadium. This is obviously on the back side of uh, of uh, away from the field. That they're going to have a nice little lounge. Those those are that's going to be pretty sweet to be able to sit there. Ah, uh, they're also going to have a a balcony where you can uh, that will overlook that will obviously you go out further towards the ten or or, or five yard line near the end zone, and but uh, you can go out there and stand and watch the game or watch the parking lot. You can you can go back and forth from either side. Uh, they said that there might you know there's going to be some grills out there, and it's it's really gonna it's really gonna look good, uh, and I I don't. I don't doubt it for a second. So that's those are some of the new things on that on that side of the state. And they're also in the mezzanine or club seats, as they called it, away from the new suites. It's a little bit lower. There's also a, a standing area there that if you have club tickets, you'll have access. And it kind of reminds me of Louisville's party deck, but it's actually only 15 or 20 rows from the field. Uh, so if you have club seats, that, he said that's the only way you're going to be able to stand there. So you'd already have really good seats but if you wanted to stand and have nobody right in front of you, uh, you could do that, and I'm sure that will that will be a, a, a pop in place when, when the season starts. So that's out of the stadium. The new press box, we got to go in there. That's the very, very, very top of things, uh, and it looks great. It looks fantastic. Um, it'll be great for the press. It's much bigger, much more spacious. Uh, they had cubbies to put our backpacks. I mean, this is all nerdy press stuff that nobody really cares about, but it looked really good. It, it looked like an SEC press room. Again, looked like it was a long way from being completed, but still looked nice. Got to walk around the concourse on that side of the stadium, both second level and ground level. Uh, they, they talked about how much bigger the concourses were going to be, and at some parts of the stadium, that's true, where it, it doesn't even look like you're in the same place because it's so much bigger. The second level on that side was bigger, but it wasn't, wasn't significantly better. bigger, in my opinion. It was better. It will be better. Uh, but I, I would need some maybe fans to tell me whether or not I'm crazy when, when they're able to get to the stadium. I didn't think it was significantly bigger. It was bigger, but but nothing nothing major. Same with the the, the concourse on that side. That was a little bit bigger than the second one, but still nothing nothing major. So that's just that side of the field, that side of the stadium, UK's home side, um, and that was the the most significant, the best part. Um, and I and I was going to kind of try to go through the tour itself and and. Show and talk about what I saw when I saw it, but I just jumped the gun on a ton of those things, Trevor, uh, because that was not the order we went to. That's all but, right.
0: Well, uh, but we, all, we at least we know this Kentucky, they're changing minds, they're changing attitudes, they're changing the game.
1: <laughs> I try to change the game with my hard hat.
0: Yeah, you did, you did. Well, you tried to change something. I don't know if it was the game.
1: Uh, there was, uh, you're obviously talking about the big picture, or uh, I, I don't know, it's. A mural of words, and it's this big pump-up speech, basically, uh, that is a a new declaration of Kentucky football, basically saying those things, saying that U.K. football is changing, they're going to get recruits, they're going to develop recruits, they're going to win games, uh, they're going to respect the tradition of U.K. football, and I think it even says respect the tradition of U.K. football by changing it, which kind of is a knock uh, on U.K. football tradition, Uh, but... It, I Louisville fans and and opposing fans are probably gonna laugh at it, but I thought it was kind of cool it, you know it was just saying it almost had it in writing that hey, fans and players, anybody that comes across this and we want you to know that u k football is moving in the right direction uh we're not scared to to write it down to stand by it and things don't i mean it would it would be embarrassing if u k had a ten and two season and you looked at that mural and said, oh, well, I thought things were changing. I'll be able to pull that up when I get home. Uh, and read it exactly. Uh, I, 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 can, for I, I can
0: give you a little bit of verbatim. Here's because uh, in, well, K- in Kentucky, I, we sing one song, TJ. It's not just I'll, players. It's not just coaches. It's not just fans. It's everybody together, all in.
1: Yeah, Trevor. All right. I'll I'll read it when I get back. Uh,
0: I like reading it.
1: Bre- <laughs> well, no, well, then you can read it. But let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be in studio. And uh, the audio quality will be better So hang around on 1450 Sports Buzz We'll continue the tour, what stood out Can they get it done Uh, So stick around here on 1450 Sports Buzz
2: You're listening to The Sports Talker
0: with T.J. Walker. I'm a maniac, maniac on the floor. And I'm dancing like I've never danced
2: before. On
0: 1450 the Sports Buzz.
2: Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? (laughs) Why?
0: She's a maniac, maniac.
2: We're back here, from to Sports Buzz. Back in studio now, so hopefully the quality is a little bit better. Doing the show will be a little bit safer. Everybody's happy. I can also take your tweets during the show.
0: You do sound clear, TJ, but you know it's hard to polish a turd.
2: What? Is Something wrong, buddy? No, that's
0: just from, that's for from me calling my uh, rep, my my metaphor uh, football joke stupid.
2: I, I I don't get what's bothering you. Nothing's bothering
0: I'm actually in a, I'm actually in a very good mood today.
2: Did you, is it because I didn't invite you to go see Trainwreck last night and you had to go see it by yourself? That did bother me a little bit, especially
0: when it was also, a, I thought going to a 1030 showing last night. I'm not much of a fan of full theaters uh, for numerous reasons. Uh, one being I can't uh, use my vape pen as like I want to in a full theater. Two. I get annoyed by listening. I can't help but not hear people around me talking, especially when it's a full theater full of teenagers who don't have any sense of humor whatsoever. And uh, I was in a full theater by myself. I felt lonely last night.
2: The theater was, the theater I went to is also packed. I really enjoyed Trainwreck. I would recommend that to anybody. And It was a little long, and they, they could have cut out some scenes here or there. But pound for pound, that first hour was one as funny really as almost any other comedy out there. Not maybe not any comedy out there, but it would probably be my top 10 in terms of seeing a movie for the first time. And my, my laughing meter, if that's a real thing, it
0: was good. I don't, I would say if if you're, if you're a big fan of a Judd Apto stuff, which he didn't write it, but he directed it, then I would say, go see it. You'll probably like it. Then you'll also be accepting the fact that it's 45 minutes too long. Like every one of his movies are, uh, he has a tendency of, he's kind of a poor man's Kevin Smith in his humor. And he does the, Kind of stretch things out with the melodrama and the romantic comedies a little too much, but if you like his stuff, I would say go see it. Otherwise, I'd say wait for cable. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was. It, I thought Ted Two was better. Does that say anything?
2: No, yeah, no. Ted, Ted Two, Ted Two, Ted was, two was not better. Oh not, yes. not, not really even close. To be honest, oh
0: no, no. Now, now I would say it was probably a little bit. I don't want to say it was better than Entourage because Entourage was only was about forty five minutes shorter, so that that's kind of a big strength for me. I mean, there was many a scenes that I just kind of sat there thinking, this is kind of, no, there's no point to this scene.
2: Yeah, I, well, in the
0: in the last half. And some of the jokes were a little forced.
2: No. Yes, especially. I think you're being, I think you're being picky and just because it was a romantic comedy. No, I had
0: not. no problem with romantic comedies. Out of, 10, out, of, out of 10 stars, what would you have given it?
2: I would honestly probably give it seven or eight. No, that's not bad. That's close to, I'd say a six. I I really enjoyed it. And I, I but here's the thing: I hated Jurassic World, <laughs> which I agree with ex- you. I didn't
0: I didn't hate it, but I thought it was. Not I would funny. I would
2: give Jurassic World probably like a two or a three. And but my expectations for Jurassic World were very high. My expectations for Train Wreck not high. So I go there, see it, and laugh my butt off. And so I, I left the theater completely satisfied.
0: Well, I I can't speak for expectations, but I saw both movies high. So I mean, if that tells you anything. <laughs> And, uh, I, I, listen, it was not, it wasn't bad. I, I just, it, it's not the worst movie your girl could drag you to. I'll say that much. If she wants to go see it, uh, there's been worse movies to be taken to by a significant other, but if it's, unless you're a big fan of, of his style and the way he does his movies and that's Judd Apto, like I said, I know he didn't write it, Amy Schumer wrote it, but it, it had his handprints all over it. Uh, I would say wait to wait for cable or on demand. If you're a big fan of his go to it, you know, you'll. You, you'll probably enjoy it a lot more than I did, but otherwise, probably wait for cable.
2: Well, I, I think anybody listening should not listen to Trevor. <laughs> right, I, did, I will say Cena and
0: uh, and LeBron James, even though LeBron James stuff was a little overdrawn and kind of got a little stale quickly, they had too much of him in it. But originally, he was very good in his, the way he uh, demeaned himself, as well as uh, Cena, I thought, was the, the scene with Cena in the movie theater, might have been one of the best scenes in the movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it was one of the best themes of the movie. It was just over, all in all, a pretty good, a pretty good flick. Uh, so we were talking the tour of Commonwealth Stadium. Yes. There's there's more UK news I need to get to earlier and started by talking about the the biggest and the best most noticeable part, and that is behind UK's bench and the new press box and just the the look of that side of the stadium. Really does have a, an NFL feel to feel to it, and I, and I periscoped the whole, whole thing and one of my buddies, Curtis Birch, tweeted in the show and said he is launching a petition to ban Periscope in the new Commonwealth Stadium. So I Periscoped the whole tour. So basically, Trevor, I've, you, you know what Periscope is. Yeah, I tried to load that, by the way, and it wouldn't open on my phone. It
0: said I had to download the app, and I don't want to download another app, so I couldn't watch it. Sorry.
2: Well, you should have watched it. Uh, so basically, people that were following me on Periscope, got the entire tour basically from my advantage from from my perspective and everything that I could see and it was uh, probably really beneficial to those to those people um, so are you saying I should feel bad yeah you should feel is bad that but what here's you're trying hey, to tell me here's the thing is that everybody w- uh, there were probably three or four other media members there that were periscoping uh, Thomas Beisner was periscoping Kyle Tucker was periscoping. Um, who uh, There were some other from WDRB. There's some other younger people that I didn't really recognize that were periscoping. Uh, so a lot of people were periscoping. And it was so funny seeing some media members absolutely hated the fact that so many people were periscoping. Uh, some of the TV guys absolutely hated the fact that some people were periscoping. The reason why? It, the
0: cameramen uh, are losing their jobs.
2: It, it, it was, yeah. I, I mean, some of the camera people thought, well, we're going to have to put together these these packages of all these films and other people are just getting to see it live as it's going on, they're not going to have a need to really see it. But here's the thing is people are going to want to see it again. Who cares? Uh, A Periscope, you film everything that goes on. When you cut a news clip, it only ends up being, you know, two minutes of all the best things. So they need to calm down. But there are some media members that really felt uncomfortable being on, on camera. Uh, It was kind of, I I don't want to say it was funny, to see their discomfort, but they would try to get out of the way from people that were periscoping. And when we'd have to walk to a different part of the stadium, they would try to walk behind everybody periscoping and they didn't want their voice to be heard. It was just kind of funny. I was going up to the other people periscoping and, and doing like an inception sort of deal where they were filming me and I was filming them. And uh, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I'm actually
0: watching your periscope now on mute and watching you stand over the shoulder of some, uh, some media member while he's tweeting. Listening to some
2: uh, nice little blonde lady talk on the megaphone. It was. It, I think you're talking of Susan Lacks, who's the basketball SID there. One uh,
0: well, quick question. I didn't. When did when did Commonwealth just start going by CWS? Did I not get that memo? I mean, uh, no. That, to it, me, that's still. To me, I see that. In, I think College World Series still.
2: Well, that's that. We've. I've had some funny conversations about that, um, but. No, they've people have called it CWS for a while. That's nothing new. Okay, I just I, I always just called
0: it Commonwealth Stadium. I never, or as I like to say when it's caused me to get in a few scruffles, the, the house that John L. Smith built, uh, John L. Smith Field at Commonwealth Stadium. So, uh, But I've never heard it called CWS, and I'm watching this video, and you're looking at a little pamphlet that has, like, recent CWS facts on it. I've seen it called CWS on Twitter, which I don't know if it was, did it start becoming more trendy to call it that because of Twitter and the lack of, Lack like of characters you can use to describe in Commonwealth Stadium is a long word? Or, I mean, when did this become the more popular thing? Or is it just because I'm not hip with today's generation and everything has to be shortened?
2: I don't know. I, I mean, I remember back in when I was in college, people would say, you going over, people wouldn't say it, but they would, <laughs> if, they were, if they were texting, they'd, they'd text, are you going over to CWS?
0: Okay. Well, I guess I just wasn't, uh, I, just, I just didn't get that memo. I just always still call it Commonwealth.
2: You're not cool or hip enough. I I'm suppose. not. I'm
0: not. I'm not. I guess not. So,
2: the tour, some other things that stood out, and, I, and I'm looking at the picture. This is kind of like the first time since I was periscoping the entire time. I wasn't able to tweet or look at you know look at what was going on from other people's perspectives. But so now I'm actually able to see some of the pictures that I tweeted out before I started a periscope. One of the pictures I took of when you first walk into the onto the field, looking up at everything I just explained. It looks almost like the picture from when the the 3D renovation, not the 3D renovation pictures, but when they came out with the project three years ago. And you know how it kind of just looks. They try to make it look like it's real, but it's actually not a real picture. That's what this picture looks like, which is kind of cool. It shows that they're probably actually doing a pretty good job.
0: As I'm watching your periscope, as you described, but I'm, you're on the field right now kind of going back and forth. You, you shake a lot holding the camera, by the way. Uh, it, it does. It, I think the stadium does look nice. It's it's crazy because, like you said, you didn't remember seeing Commonwealth before it's been enclosed. And going back to when I remember seeing Commonwealth as a child, the renovations, it's just the strides it's made over the last twenty five years is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, it 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 is. So uh, the next thing that jumped out to me, obviously, like I said, that was the the behind Kentucky's bench, all that included, which is one ginormous side of the stadium. That was the the biggest thing that came out. And also, as you can see uh it, there are some there's some blue in the stands trevor it's not it's not the bleachers everywhere well it is and it isn't it's still going to be bleachers but what you see the blue parts are are bleacher chair backs or Ooh. bench boots uh which is nice it's uh, i'm sure a little bit more comfortable uh the goal they said is to eventually get that throughout the entire lower bowl and maybe eventually in the entire upper bowl and then the one part if you're looking at the picture right directly behind UK's bench, which are the club seats, the really expensive, nice seats, I, I think they are talking about maybe getting chairbacks there, um, and that would be the only place where there actually are chairbacks. But
0: it only we'll took see. 15 years to realize they needed them, but I'm glad they're finally getting them.
2: You don't have to. Ha- you don't have you to. You want? Have to
0: trust me. Back. There is. I'm not saying there's nothing nothing wrong with sitting on on a regular old old bench if you're at a high school football game. But today's stage, get some chair backs, man. Come on. Get with who, the time. Who cares? You go to the stadium. It's so much more one, comfortable on a chair the back. Stadium,
2: you go to the stadium six or seven times a year, and you should be standing, Trevor. <laughs> I, know, I know people at Louisville games like to either wait in line to get beer or hang out in the parking lot and drink beer and not spend much time in their seats, but don't. Don't you all at Papa John's like to stand up and cheer a little bit? That might have been one of you. I think
0: this might be your best argument to anything I've ever said to you this in Kentucky at any point when we've been since we've been together. Is that you shouldn't be it shouldn't matter because you should be standing. That might be I, I don't have anything for that. You're right. You should be standing, so screw it. It doesn't matter what your seat is. That's a <laughs> I, good point. I, that might be the best argument you've ever thrown at me. If you'd used an argument like that, I might have I might have moved train wreck up two notches on the star level.
2: I use arguments like that on you all the time. You're just too stubborn to accept it. But I, I know chairbacks do look better and nicer, um, and they are a but, lot
0: more comfortable. And but yes, you also can get more people into the stadium. Not that you need you know people waiting out line to get into Commonwealth. There's my little side joke. But uh, you can get more people with the bleachers than you can with the with the chairbacks.
2: Yeah, uh, the, you can. And I, I don't know. I didn't sit in one of the benchback seats to see if that was as comfortable as a chair back. It's probably not, but it's no. probably also not terrible. You can lean back and, again, you should be standing. Who cares? Right. Uh, but, but anyways, um, so the next thing that jumped out at me was the new recruiting room and uh, that that layout. And that was one of the things when they first came out with this new renovations. That was the thing that really jumped out probably more than anything is that they're moving the student section to that end zone, uh, the end zone, I, I don't know what direction that would be off the top of my head. Uh, let's just go with the east end zone. I don't know if that's accurate. Um, but the, if I, was, bring if up I had your, to guess. Bring up
0: your compass on your phone. <laughs>
2: if I if I had to guess, I'd go with the east. Uh, so they're going to move the, the, the recruiting room back there, the student section back there, and that will also be where the tunnel is that UK will come out of, starting the, to start the game and that's obviously that it won't be their locker room this year i think eventually they may try to switch it over uh, they will have the same old locker room but that will be where they meet and do some pre-game stuff they, they said around 15 minutes before the game that's where all the players will be and they'll eventually run out to the field from that tunnel and they'll be surrounded by students when they run out and then above that tunnel is this big patio really really big space big patio space Where recruits can hang out. They can also use that just for uh, maybe big donors. I don't know who all will be able to have the privilege of of hanging out there because recruits won't be able to be out there during the game. They'll have to be in their seats during the game. Um, But it's a really nice space, and, again, I don't know who all will have the privilege of being out there. Awesome seats, and that's surrounded by the student section. And then on that balcony, if you go inside, it's a a huge room where, I guess, if the weather's bad pregame, recruits will hang out and, uh, you know have have drinks, not alcoholic drinks because they're 16 or 17 year old kids, but they'll hang out and they eventually said they want to make that an all-purpose room, use it for all UK sports, eventually maybe have press conferences in there, uh, banquets, this and that. It really was a cool room. It, it seemed like they don't really know exactly what they're going to all use it for. but that was a really nice setup and I, I, I liked the way it looked. Um, that will be really cool once it's all said and done. And that being said, it wasn't close to being all said and done uh, not one part of it was close to being said and done. Uh, there was plenty of parts that, that you went, Oh, they, they aren't even close there. There was hanging wires, this and that. Again, I didn't go to school to be an architect. Uh, I'm not in charge of this project, Trevor. They say they think it's going to be ready by, or they say it's going to be ready Not that they think they say it's going to be ready by September 5th. But after seeing all these things, thing after thing, after thing, uh, Not Like I said, not one thing was complete. Not one thing. And not one thing looked like it was close to being complete. So I'm still a little bit skeptical. The next thing that we did, uh, we basically just walked around the entire lower-level concourse. Again, like I said, in some parts it's bigger. uh, But here's where it is significantly bigger. And that is the visiting side of the stadium. That concourse going from uh, the end zone to end zone, the length of the field, on the visiting side... That side of the concourse is significantly bigger. It looks like a completely different area, completely different stadium with how big that is. So that will be cool for fans. I think they want to put a team shop in there somewhere and uh, improve some concessions and bathrooms and this and that. Again, none of that looked like it was ready to be completed or close to being completed. But it did look better. And you, it, once you, if you pictured it all being all nice and neat and polished, uh, it would it would look really really special. Uh, but but not quite there yet. Um, so that was pretty much the extent of the tour um, that I, I summed up there pretty quickly. Trevor, what what jumps out at you?
0: Uh, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not an architect, even though I lie to women and tell them I am. But it seems to be most of the. I mean, it, the main stuff is done. It looks like with only 44 days, it's mostly just, um, just just putting up a little bit of like you said, like a couple of windows here, just kind of the uh, outside tier, out tier, out the outside stuff. It's just nothing that really needs to be in terms of structural issues or anything like that. So I can not I can see them getting this done in 44 days. If all you got to do is do
2: some paint jobs and maybe tuck a little it's not, wires it's, not, in. It's, it's not paint jobs. I mean, there are some places where it looks, I, I mean, I don't really know how to explain it, but it looks like they have to, I mean, I guess the bones are there, but they'd need to not only paint it, but they'd have to put in plaster and finish the floor and paint everything and get the lights all figured out. Uh, And it's not just like that's one room. That is almost all the rooms. That's almost everywhere in the stadium.
0: Is that Kyle Tucker you're standing behind and wearing a pink shirt on this uh, uh, periscope thing?
2: Uh, That was more of an orange shirt, but yeah, we, (laughs) we, it wasn't, we, you know, we ran into each other a few times.
0: Okay. I'm just sorry. I don't mean to distract. As as I'm talking to you, I'm watching your video on mute. And uh, I'm actually find myself fascinated looking at the people that are standing around you in the, those type of things more than I am the stadium in some ways.
2: Clay 116 says that he agrees with me. Uh, there's no need for chairback seats in stadiums. They're overrated. That's a typical Clay thing to yeah, say. That's a
0: skinny guy thing to say. Us big he, people
2: want chairbacks, damn it. He wants people on his uh, – he wants people on their feet. And then he said, what's the reasoning for the decision or rule that prevents re- recruits from actually watching the game on the balcony? He didn't ex- ex- specifically say – but he did say that they have to go to their seats, and they do have tickets, and they do have seats, and generally that would be, uh, sometimes they put them in the student section, sometimes they put them over in the really nice seats. Um, it just kind of depends. But the, I don't know 100% Clay B116, but my theory is if they're out on that balcony, which is going to be UK's so-called recruiting room, then... Maybe coaches would be there, UK personnel would be there, and I guess maybe there's an NCAA rule that when the game starts, players can't be recruited while the game is going on. They have to watch the game by themselves, uh, or with their friends, or with their family, and then after the game they can meet up with the coaches. But while the competition's actually going on, they can't have any interaction with personnel from that um from that college which i, I again i'm not 100 sure that's a rule that sounds right because i know that they do have to go to their seats they have to do it in basketball they have to do it in football they're not allowed to hang out or, or sit on the bench or do anything like that so that would be that would be my guess um but it's a it's a shame because i, I don't know who's going to end up sitting on that big patio or who's going to have uh the rights to get there but it, it was awesome and i it, and I, I you know Eventually, someday they're going to sell alcohol at Commonwealth Stadium and throughout the SEC. I don't know when that day will be, but they will. And I was kind of hoping that there'd be some sort of party deck like Louisville has, Trevor. Not to not to copy off Louisville, but I was hoping that somewhere along the line there'd be like, okay, here is where if you are if you don't have great seats, maybe you could sneak down here and stand and be first come first serve, and this is where people could mingle. And they do kind of they've kind of already had that. And it's at the top of the, the lower level uh, in the corners of the end zone. And, and that should be the same, if I'm not mistaken. But I kind of wanted like one place, Trevor, where, where UK fans could meet or gather before the game, at halftime, or, or after the game. Uh, I didn't see like there was one specific for general mission. Now, and th- like I said, for the suites, there was a-, a patio that went out and overlooked the stadium and overlooked the parking lot. Obviously, the recruiting room has one general common area, but not everywhere. Um, I kind of wish that was one thing I would have changed. Uh, Derek Furch tweets in and says, How much higher different is the new press box view? It is much higher. Like I said, uh, it used to be the best view in the SEC and probably all of college football because it was at the top of the lower level. And obviously, all all you all have been to Commonwealth Stadium or seen it. But Commonwealth has a very gradual um, incline in the lower level, so it's 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 really spread out. Where it's not it's not like Rupp Arena's upper level, where uh, you feel like you need help to get up to the next step. Uh, it's very gradual. So the press box was the, at the end of the first level at midfield and it was the best view you could get now it's the highest of the stadium and like i said from where it used to be to where it is now is about seven or eight flights of stairs and so it's much higher but even with where it's at now and getting to look outside of it and i took a picture of it you can find that on my twitter page it's still probably one of the better views in the sec and it's still not a bad view from the press box not bad at all. It's it's worse than what it was, but anything would have been worse than, than where it was. Uh, but if you go to a place like Williams-Brice Stadium in South Carolina or Nayland Stadium in Tennessee, those press boxes, really everywhere in the SEC, those press boxes are crazy high. Crazy high. Except, especially Williams-Brice Stadium in South Carolina where you can't even see uh, you you really can't see numbers on the field. You really can't see players besides of just their bodies. You'd you'd have no idea who it was if you didn't kind of have a have a general idea of uh, what position that they play. So uh, it is higher, but it's not bad at all, and it's nice. You get a view of UK's campus from up there. You get a a view of downtown, and then from other sides of the of the press box, you can see just uh, endless green space which is is refreshing and nice to see it's it's really a pretty view and, and no problems there um, but it was nice i guess what we need to do now trevor is head to a commercial break we've got more twitter questions about the tour that i need to get to uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it I need to talk a little more about jamal murray as well because we've talked let, let
0: me pause your periscope video so it doesn't go over the air all right all right we're good
2: yeah yeah pause the periscope video I need to talk jamal murray he played great yesterday he'll play again tonight Rick Pitino takes on America tonight, which is going to get ugly for your boy, Trevor. Uh, We'll talk about those things, answer some more of your Twitter questions. So you'll want to stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon.
1: You're never cheating when you're in a different area code, not to mention a different state.
2: That makes no sense. Hey, don't look at me, Kyle. Okay, I didn't make up the rules. No, no, this is legit. I've actually read an article about this. There's a whole bunch of them. It's like, they're like loopholes, right? For argument's sake, let's say that you were sleeping with two girls at the same time. It it wouldn't be cheating because they would cancel each other out. Ah,
1: exactly. Or if uh, you're too wasted to remember, It is not
2: cheating. (laughs) Because if you can't really remember it, it never really took place.
0: Now, back to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric.
2: But she got me on the counter? It wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa? It wasn't me. I even had her in the shower? It wasn't me. She even got me on the counter? 1450 Sports Buzz, one final segment. Talk pretty much commonwealth stadium during the duration of this so it was fun though it was fun to be able to tour and uh it was fun to periscope and and do all that stuff i, I might just start periscoping media members the rest of my media career just to make them uncomfortable Trevor, when are
0: you gonna start periscoping uh the show
2: well i, I, pro- I i'm here's the thing it's i, I should start doing it soon Uh, But one I've worried about it might take away from people actually listening to the live stream.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point.
2: And uh, which would hurt? Can you take the volume off of it? Which would hurt my numbers? Uh, Not you know, (laughs) I I think my numbers probably are already in the ICU. But
0: yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't need to don't need to give the uh, five people another uh, venue to listen to watch or listen to. Uh,
2: Trevor, I knew this was going to happen based on the. Uh, based on the, the, the intro you, you brought coming in and then the song, the intro song coming in, oh, Anna <laughs> sent me a text. She was like, what was that all about?
0: Uh, <laughs> and I'll rest assured this is, it was just my uh, quirky, perverted, sophomore sense of humor from a uh, movie called Road Trip that I used. It had nothing connected to anything that uh, your loyal uh, and worshiping uh, boyfriend had to do with
2: who picks the music tell her uh, I do. And who picks the audio clips? <laughs> I do. Okay.
0: Trust me. He, he does not believe that if you're too wasted to remember, it doesn't count. But if you're, but I'm sure he hasn't told me this, but if he's cool with the, uh, two of them eliminate one, I'm sure he'll go for that.
2: <laughs> you're a nerd, Trevor. Uh,
0: that, that's, that was established 25 years ago.
2: <laughs> I, uh, but anyways, um, so Jamal Murray played yesterday for Team Canada against the Dominican Republic, which John Calipari used to coach, uh, and played very well. Finished with 12 points, I think he had two assists, uh, two rebounds. Whoever's keeping track of assists needs to probably think of a, a different career or a different hobby because I, there, I was watching for some stints where he had uh, he had two and like a back-to-back spans, so I think he finished probably more close to five, but not not that big of a deal. Uh, didn't start the game and didn't come in until about three minutes left in the first quarter, but then didn't come out the rest of the half, and that was no coincidence. His plus-minus in the game was 20. Uh, played really well. Looked good, looked composed, looked comfortable. And This is an 18-year-old kid playing with a bunch of grown men for the most part. Yeah. Just played well. And this is what he's going to bring to Kentucky. He he's just he doesn't make a lot of mistakes because um, he doesn't ha- he doesn't he's just one he's that good where he doesn't make a bunch of mistakes and he never really forces all that much. I think he did finish with with two turnovers, uh, one on a deflected pass, but it was. That's why I'm so high on him, Trevor. He's just a smart player that can do so much and, and makes the right plays. And also, uh, this was kind of surprising because I'm sure he hasn't played high school basketball in months and even the All-Star games. And He didn't play AU. All of that hasn't happened in, in months. But he was the, I, I, would, I don't know if I'd say the fastest guy on the floor. He might have been, but was running from end to end. uh, was sprinting during their offensive stats and just never really seemed to get tired or take a break. Uh, so it seems that he's in, in fantastic shape when he, if there was a time not to be in good shape, Trevor, it'd probably be right now.
0: I, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I did, It did seem like Jamal Murray was is kind of like what you described before I read in other places, uh, played very well. One thing that did stick out to me, though, why did Kyle Wilson only play like 38 seconds in the game? What was... Was he just not good enough to get on the court? Well, I was kind of wondering. It uh, was it only? I was. I saw the article I read uh, said he only played thirty eight seconds.
2: Well, I don't know if he. I kept watching, wondering when he's going to come in, and he he didn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if maybe he's got a lingering uh, injury or what the deal was. I would have thought he would have maybe not started, but would have gotten some decent minutes. He's not going to play. He's not going to start over Anthony. Bennett but I was curious about that too I don't know really what the deal is there but um, it's a it's a pretty good little team Canada so I, I think
0: uh, are you ready to admit that they might be uh, I'm not saying they're
2: better but will be a threat to America in, uh, sooner than later they will in the in these Pan Am games they'll probably beat America if I had to guess but no they're not they team Canada going forward is not ever going to be better than team USA
0: what, what, what will happen first, the world, the, the USA getting to a World Cup final or Canada beating the USA in an Olympic basketball game?
2: Probably probably Canada beating the United States in an Olympic basketball game because they're quickly going to move up to the second-best country. And if they get in a gold medal game with the United States and they play out of their minds and the United States plays better, then you know they could win. But I would always say that the United States is going to have a better team. It's not like Canada is going to go into the Olympics one year and be the favorite to win it. No, now, I, upsets can happen, but it's not, it, they're, they're never going to be better than the United States.
0: And I'm not saying they'd be better, but I, I'm just saying that the, the, the odds of them being a threat, because they in the past have not been a threat to America. Most of the threats have come over from more of the European side of things, obviously. But they are, they're going to be more of a threat and a realistic chance of them actually pulling off a win against America much sooner than later. I'm not saying it'll happen next at the next Olympics. When is the next Olympics? I don't even know off the top of my head. Next year. Is it next year in the summer Olympics? I'm not even saying it'll be next year, but maybe in five years. I, yeah, I could see it because most of their players they have will probably be back in five years, to, barring just, some kind but, of injuries.
2: But just think about like how you're making such a big deal about how good they're going to be. And they're going to ha- be really, really talented. But just think of all the other good Americans too. I mean, you can take away all the good Canadians from the NBA and look what you have left. Probably. Eighty percent, eighty-five percent American players.
0: Oh no, I agree with that. But you you say the same thing about uh, when 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 Croatia knocked off America in 88, in eighty-eight Seoul. All right. I mean, they, it was the same thing. I mean, they were they weren't they ended up being some of them playing in the NBA, like driving uh, pocket and Fly Divok and Arvidas Sabonis and so on and so forth, and players like European players like that. And it was a small percentage of the European uh, of the, the what made up the NBA. But still, it was enough town to. For the NBA, for the NBA America USA team to maybe not take them seriously and get overlooked and and end up losing. Well, now, if it weren't for the '88 sole loss, we would never had the
2: dream team though. But if they – Canada could be, they will be good enough to where USA could not take them lightly. But there's never going to be a tournament where the United States is underdogs to Canada.
0: It just won't happen. No, no, I'm not saying underdogs. I just said they need to the Canada is more of a threat to beat America than it ever has been. And, and we'll yeah, see.
2: I'll, I'll agree with okay. that. Uh, last night during the game, Paul Biancardi was announcing the game. I'm, I'm 98% sure it was him. He made a comment that talking about Canada and the rise of Canadian basketball, and there's no doubt that there's some sort of basketball revolution going on up there because they are getting better. Yeah, but he was talking about how Toronto, right now, is probably the best basketball city in North America in terms of up and uh, up young talent. And it was just such a silly thing to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to agree with that one, really. I mean, you ever heard of this place called Chicago? <laughs> yeah. That's just produced unbelievable players almost yearly. Uh, it's And even if you if you want to count New Jersey along with New York, if you want to count it New York, New Jersey, uh, they've had a pretty good stretch of run of players, too. Uh, but Chicago is the king of basketball right now. It hasn't always been that way, but it, it without a doubt is right now. Well,
0: it's been pretty good over time. I mean, it's going to do. I need to remind you of names like Terry Cummings, uh, Mark McGuire, Isaiah Thomas in the late 70s and 80s. I mean, you had, even even though they didn't pan out as well, you still even had guys like Quentin Richardson and Ben Simmons come out of there. Or not Ben Simmons, but uh, uh, what was uh, Ben Simmons, the new guy? What was the, um, the other guy, the Simmons that played for DePaul along with uh, Stephen Hunter, all came out of Chicago at the same time? It's been consistent for throughout the decades.
2: Oh, it, it, Captain Arc saying it might have been Fran Fischella. Uh, actually, I think it probably was. That
0: sounds like a Fran Fischella comment. <laughs> that's, that's who. That's who I was
2: thinking. Uh, it, that's um, Paul B. McCarty's the recruiting guy, so I had him in my mind. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was. I need to actually look it up to make sure I'm right, so I'm not making fun of somebody for their stupid comments when they didn't say it. Thanks for tweeting that in, Captain Arg. Uh, they play again at six o'clock tonight. I won't be able to watch it because I'm going to be watching the Gold Cup in the United States stake on Jamaica, uh, which I'm pretty pumped about in the semifinals. Trevor, make sure you tune into that during Nick's show. Hey, I'm 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 got it on. I, I'm
0: I go get beat Jamaica. Where, where's that game going to be taking place? at? right down by the beach, man.
2: It's uh, in Atlanta. It's a doubleheader with Mexico and Panama. I think they play Panama, and all of them will be there. And I would bet sadly that there's going to be 65 percent of the fans be Mexican fans. Uh, they travel pretty well and they love their soccer uh, more than more than we do at this point, but. I guess time will tell. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow, 1450 The Sports Buzz, on location Friday. Come out and see us at Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Trivia tomorrow? Uh, trivia tomorrow. Yay! Yeah. Go back Thursday, we'll get back to our roots. We'll see you then, 1450 The Sports Buzz.
0: To the 502. Take the Georgia boy show show 'em how Kentucky do. Oak priest classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget to seven, no be hitting two. Song call it blue, bluegrass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home. Take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to BG in my zone. Let me hear you say. High time sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun fishing pole.